0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: Hello and welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod, the podcast that looks back at the greatest compilation series of CDs this country has ever produced. 100% Hits Volume Series. My guest today... Oh, it's two buddies. It's Jen Fricker and Alexi Toliopoulos. Yay. Yay! Yes. Hello, Joshy. Hello. How are we doing? Uh, I'm good. Yeah,
2: That's good. I'm feeling and feisty. I'm feeling zesty. Me?
1: I'm feeling splendid, dude. Are you ready to talk about music? Yes. Great. So excited. I know, I know Alexi. This might be out of your comfort zone. I know you're a big yes. movie buff. It's very
0: difficult for me to talk about audio only. I'm usually about the juxtaposition of sound and vision. And to be separated in those two and only focusing on the audio, I'm a little bit out of my
1: depth. I'm freaked out. Well, we're talking about the very first in this compilation series. A series that was probably released before you babies were even born. Wow. This well, that's was very flattering. I got in my father's eye. A twinkle, if you will. The year 1991. Mm, I was you, around the time
2: I was kicking around You were too Yeah, I was too yeah. right. I was involved in the culture by then Yes, yeah, absolutely yes.
0: I was much like a popular album of the era In Uthero <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Excellent
1: Because <laughs> there'll be some songs that I doubt you two would even have heard before There was a couple on this one that I'd never even heard before mm-hmm. like, I was 10 when this came out But at the time like 91 big time for music big time for music oh, of course. like people were still like the cd was just into popularity not everyone okay. owns cd players do you guys remember the first cds you owned
2: yes mine i remember my first cd player i ever bought for myself yep it was a hello kitty cd player ooh and it was like, it looked like her face and then the top of her head opened up with a bow and that was where you put the CD in. I thought it was the coolest thing.
1: My God. It yeah, oh. probably, cool probably out, still yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: still cool. Um, first CD, I think, I, I was very obsessed with getting CD singles. Mm, yep. Yes. So, you know, for Big a 10 year old's budget, $5 a week, pop yep. that into a CD single. And I think it was like maybe music by Madonna.
0: Oh Oh, my god. Yeah. Why wouldn't you you go in
1: and go, I want to buy some music. It says it right on the right on the tin what it is.
2: Exactly. (laughs) It does what it says.
0: Yeah. I For me, I remember, I've got a few CD memories. I remember singles. I remember having the Elvis versus Junkie XL, uh, a little less conversation, a little more action. I yep. grew up a big Elvis fan. So when that hit, I was so excited. Are you um,
2: excited to see that in the Baz Luhrmann film? Do you reckon that's going to pop up again? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel the whole vibe will be Junkie XL on this Baz Luhrmann <laughs> movie. I really feel like it will. And I think it's made just for me, even though... Tom Hanks looks
1: freaky. I'm interested. I'm interested to see that
0: freaky Tom Hanks.
1: I wonder if there'll be any scenes when he had COVID, before he knew he had COVID. Just a little bit sweaty.
2: (laughs) coughing into people's faces. A little
0: sniffly, perhaps. (laughs) Um, I also remember lots of Spice Girls albums. They were like my early albums that were given to me. Ah. And then the first album I ever bought with my own money when I was probably like 11 or 12 was Ice-T's Original Gangster.
1: That's a good one. Wow. Yeah. That's that's way cooler than the first CDs I owned, which was, they were gifted to me as presents. So it was the year 93. And so my brother, my older brother got Vitalogy by Pearl Jam. Mm. My younger brother got Bon Jovi's Dead or Alive. Oh, and wow. I got given Mariah Carey's Music Box.
2: That's and, iconic though. Nice. Yeah, that's and then of the three... Mariah Carey's music box still stands up today. Mm -hmm.
1: And then the second album I ever got, which was by um, my auntie that same Christmas, was the soundtrack to Priscilla. Oh, Oh. I mean, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, but for a little, like, 12-year-old kid in Tassie singing show tunes, I think... I think the family thought something. I think they may have gone all right. <laughs>
0: I mean, one time for like a Secret Santa at a video store I worked at, someone got me a Bet Midler CD. And I was like, well, I guess this is kind of right.
2: <laughs> See, I feel like your gifts are at least kind of uh, shrouded in some sense of like, maybe, yeah. like with a bit of subtlety. I remember yeah. my mum, uh, for my 12th birthday, I was a tomboy. Um, surprise and so she just bought me a skirt <laughs> i wanted a skateboard she bought me a skirt she's like there you go oh
1: uh, it's, it's <laughs> close though it starts with the same two letters yeah <laughs> all right what we're gonna do we're, now last week we did side a today we're doing side b of volume one. Oh, the b sides where yeah. the real
0: artistic mm. integrity hidden
1: And seeing you both said singles and you said Spice Girls, Alexi There's one Mm. coming up Will be very much in your wheelhouse Yes, I believe so it's coming up later Alright, so What are we going to start with? The person, the singer Crystal Waters Who, before doing research, I thought was the band name I thought it was Crystal Waters But it's actually her real name Oh my god, I thought it was a band name my whole life No, Crystal Waters and the song Gypsy Woman, She's Homeless So let's hear a little bit from it I might skip forward to the chorus a bit. Here we Sorry. go. There we go. That's the hook. <laughs> All right. And that is my forty percent of the song. I'm allowed to play. Drew, no, so,
2: comment and critique. Comment and critique. Yes.
1: Uh, so, oh, a bit of background on Crystal Waters. Crystal Waters is uh, the daughter of Junior Waters, who's a very famous. Uh, was it like uh, kind of jazz blues kind of uh, musician? Her great aunt Ethel was one of the very first black vocalists in to appear in a Hollywood film. Oh, she was, what film. Uh, well, she was uh, nominated for Best Supporting Oscar for the film *Pinky*. Oh, cool! I don't know if you've seen that. I, I've I haven't not seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. She's been in a whole bunch of films. At one stage, she was the highest-paid Broadway uh, star in America, wow. uh, she, but she was working three jobs to get that.
2: Wow! Like, yeah, so
1: she was in three different shows on Broadway, like so three a night. Bang, bang, bang! Oh, bang. Yeah. Uh, and now, so that's that's her family, but Crystal Waters, uh, she this is the second song she ever wrote. She was a backup singer for a group called The Basement Boys, and she saw how they had so much creative control, she went, I want a piece of that. So she wrote uh, one song before, and then this is the second song, and uh, yeah, absolute banger. I love this yeah. song. I think that
0: this is like, truly, I love this. This is my favorite house song, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was voted uh like number so Slant magazine said it's number ten most influential dance records ever mm. this yeah. So It's
2: such a good hook. That yeah. just the um keyboardy like bounce on it. Yeah. And it's just like a very nice build. And she's not doing too much with the vocal, which I like. Do you, are you guys on TikTok? Do you guys know how massive this song is on TikTok? Right is it, now? Oh, it, is on
0: it TikTok?
2: It's huge. That's wow. where I first heard it. Was on TikTok. Oh and great! It, and then it's come out because of that. It's come up in a bunch of like Spotify playlists I follow.
1: Yeah. So oh, wow,
2: it's so interesting, right? Um, I've got like a lot of friends in the music industry, and they're all like, the money now is legacy, like yeah. getting like back catalog stuff. Featured on TikTok, so then they can make crazy money. Oh, it's,
1: my
0: lords!
1: It's amazing, like, how things change. It used to be, like, all radio play. And then, and I've told this story before, but I don't think I've said it to you two, but my uh, brother-in-law's husband, he was one of the coders for the app Shazam. And he was telling me this before it was released. And I was like, that is not going to work. That is, like, who, mm. who cares about... You're just, like... Google the lyrics, wouldn't you? Like, you wouldn't need mm. an app mm. to hold up and do that. And he was like, oh, no, I think it's going to be popular. It was, yeah. <laughs> but he Good was Lord, saying... Josh, you could have gotten in the ground floor. You're a maniac. But he was saying how they were using that. Like, record labels are using it saying, all right, which songs had been Shazam the most, and then they would fund money into that to promote oh. those songs. So they'd be ahead of, yeah. like, the curb. Yeah. And so that's how... And now TikTok is the way that most bands are getting, like, that breakthrough kind of hit. People, like, my kids know, so... My kids shouldn't know who the Shangri-Las are. Mm. But because of that, (laughs) oh, no, oh, no. (laughs) yeah, They're all over it, yeah. Well, it's like
2: King Khan is, like, one of the most popular, like, songs on TikTok now. That's so interesting about Shazam. When I used to, like, premiere songs on the radio show... Record labels would go, "Hey, thanks so much for playing this artist. Means so much to us. And look how many Shazams we got per hour in the hours since you played. Yeah, like that was the yeah. Anyway, was
1: that their way of saying, can you forward announce instead of back announce?'" We yeah, yeah. They no, no were, "Could you, right you give us
2: a heads up next time? <laughs> thanks."
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're all on, on the same page with this song. I, yeah. Cause I, I have a rule. I'm only you can bag out as many songs you want on this mm-hmm. uh, show. I'm only allowed mm-hmm. to do one per one per episode. <laughs> So I've got to hold on to it. I can't, <laughs> I, can't I can't I can't use it so we away. make
2: a rule that like we get one high, one low?
1: Alright, yeah, we'll do that. Yep. Okay, cool. We'll I would that. also
0: say I've got good memories of this song because in maybe this is kind of like the slight age difference between you and I, Jen. In Sydney How there dare was an you? iconic <laughs> club night called Teen Spirit that was around when I was like early late teens, early twenties, mm-hmm. and it would just be nineties music. And everyone in Sydney would go there. Like all all people Was that World Bar? It was at uh on Oxford Street. It was at the Phoenix and Yes. Yeah, yeah, I went to Yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to go like every weekend that it was on and it would just be always the same people. I remember this was a song I would always get excited to be dancing to. And I believe even I went dancing for the first time in like years on the weekend due to the world-famous coronavirus locking down dance floors around Australia and the world at large. I went dancing for the first time last weekend and I believe this was playing at a certain point during the
1: night.
2: At the Imperial, home of Priscilla. Queen of the Desert.
1: Yeah, exactly. Who comes around. All right, well, speaking of nineties dance floor hits, I don't think this next song is coming back, but mm-hmm. I still think it's a very TikTok,
2: yeah. do your thing. Yeah, here we
1: go. <laughs> now this is by Melissa Kauts, who at the time was just going under Melissa. And this okay. is the song Read My Lips. Now, this is the 90s sound that I grew up with.
0: Yeah. This sounds chitty, very... Chitty little keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds very like a song that would appear in, like, the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack somewhere. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a montage.
1: It's absolutely a montage song. Yeah. Someone... It is. Like, do you know how Stranger Things in season three did that where they were trying on dresses and it was all like, yeah, this is BF. Stranger Things was set in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. I love it because um, oh, I'll say it after no, no, this. say it now. we played forty seconds.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, I love it. Have you guys read How Music Works by David Byrne? And he talks no. it. Ah, oh, you got to do it. He talks about how the medium affects the writing of the music. And so when I hear that, I think, oh yeah, I can hear this tinny piece of shit with like really muddy bass blasting out of like a 1992 fucking Nissan yep. mm-hmm. like terrible sound system right like yep. so david burn's whole thing is as like music gets uh music sound systems get better you kind of get more bass because mm. like bass is always one of the hardest things to like capture in like a mobile um, environment. And yeah. so, like early 90s music for me, I'm like, it's so tinny. <laughs> it's so like heavy in the highs. Yeah. The bass is so muddy because, like, it would have just been rattling through the absolute most dog shit systems at the time.
1: Well, that's what Michael Jackson used to do. He used to, once he got the master, would go in, listen to it in a car to see how everyone else is going to be listening to it. Mm. And that's, yeah. So, uh, this song, though, it was written by the producers of E Street. So she was in E Street, Melissa. Oh. And they, so lots of people on E Street Bruce had... Springsteen's <laughs> bands. Uh, <laughs> the guy
2: from The Sopranos. Yeah. Van I, I yeah. yeah. say...
1: Zan and Max Weinberg from <laughs> Conan O'Brien. And, of course, Melissa Koontz. It's so funny that E Street had Bruce Bruce Samazan. He should have had Bruce Samazan in the E Street band. <laughs> they couldn't have sued him; he would have been fine. So he was. He was also. He had songs. Tony Perrin was also in E Street. I grew up in Tassie. We didn't have E Street in Tassie. It never came down. Like we never got it. I don't. So I. Everyone talks about how it was really bad, and there was like some scary guy in it. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't my. Can era. I
0: ask? I actually have no idea what E Street is. Could you tell me?
1: It was like. A neighbor's home and away kind of soap opera.
2: I think it's meant oh. to be like slightly more edgy.
1: Yeah, it was a little oh, bit like oh, Melro- oh, yeah.
2: Melrose Place adjacent.
1: Well,
0: weirdly, I've only you know seen what this- repeats. <laughs> you know, weirdly, what this song reminds me of—it sounds like a song like Abby Tucker would sing in Heartbreak yeah. High. <laughs> like, it sounds like a fake song. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it was also parodied. I remember. See, so I remember the parody more than I remember the song actually, and it was parodied on Fast Forward by Gina Riley. And it was, so the song is called Read My Lips. What do you think they parodied it to? Oh. Look at my nips. Well, that's why comedy's evolved, Jed. You've <laughs> yeah. gone too far.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: Pout my lips. What is it? Pout my lips. Not read my uh, lips. Pout, uh. Just one word. Oh. But oh. the chorus went, pout my lips, shake my tits, was the next <gasps> bit that would sing. My lord,
0: really rude stuff. Comedy is actually much
1: more sanitized now these days, and rightfully
0: so. I'm a Puritan.
1: (sighs) But uh, yeah, it got to number one. This song was number one on the charts. Wow. That's crazy to me. I
2: mean, honestly, though, you get up in the morning, this comes on, you crush your iced coffee milk, Mm -hmm. you go Mm -hmm. for a surf, you can park right up on Bondi Beach at that point, you just get in, you like smoke three full-strength cigarettes, throw them into the ocean. You didn't
1: know. You
2: didn't care. Get out on the waves. This is a vibe.
1: Also, uh, M- Melissa Kautz, who follows me on Twitter, so big shout-out, Melissa, uh, because I said her name correctly once on te- TV. I, oh, wow. Uh, the T the is silent. So her mm-hmm. acting career, this is what she went she, uh E Street, Paradise Beach, which I do not remember at all, Pacific Drive, which I do remember. Mm-hmm. She was in All Saints.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember All Saints.
1: Swift shift cu- careers. <gasps> I've yeah. I've seen
0: every single episode of Swift and Shift Couriers
1: and one that I know is in your wheelhouse, Alexi. Houseos. Of course, she's in the polyphenic Universe. Swift yeah. and Shift and Houseos. Yeah. Okay, Melissa, are you rock, dude. She's she's doing good. All right. Speaking of rock, ah, oh, this is a guy who's won four in a four Grammys in a row for wow. hard rock vocalists. It is the man The man in the leather pants that split It's Lenny Kravitz (laughs) And his song It ain't over till it's over
0: We do know he's a man, okay? (laughs) We've got the confirmation
1: Ah, oh, so sexy. So sexy. Mm, that's that hard rock vocals I love. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I mentioned on the last episode the uh, whoever compiled this compilation very horny. They were a mm. very horny person, and I think this is even the read my lips. It ain't over till it's over. Like the, the double. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. sexy. It's sexy.
2: My mum is so horny for Lenny Kravitz, and I. That's also when I hear this song. I I think of her yeah. swanning around the house, <laughs> yeah. vibing out. She was so horny. She still is horny for him. He, he's a good looking
1: man.
0: Yeah, and he's, great. he's and gorgeous. He,
2: he's like a fine goddamn wine. I don't know yeah. if you've seen his architectural uh, design. Oh, it's like 72 mm-hmm. questions. One of those ones. I think Which it's architectural digests. Yeah, and he's just like topless on a horse riding around his estate in yeah. South America. My God. But anyway, well, It's this- horny. This Do you song, know what's the horniest part about that song?
1: Uh, when he plays it live and he splits his pants, his dick flops out.
2: <laughs> I mean, I would even say it's the fact that like it starts, the song starts, mm. and like where you think the vocal come in is gonna come in, mm. yes, like two bars after. Yep, mm. it's like he's just finished rooting a girl. yeah <laughs> he's gonna take a breath, <laughs> and then he's like, like he's just like he's like, oh, I've just breathy. Well, it was,
1: it was written about his uh, marriage breakdown to Lisa Bonet. Oh, Lisa oh, Bonet was uh, from yeah. The Cosby Show and then her own spin-off, A Different World. Yes, and to
0: all cinephiles, she's from Angel Hearts, which is a sexy movie that lost her at least one of those jobs.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Bill Cosby didn't like that she was, one, she got pregnant as mm-hmm. well, and then, two, was doing stuff that was he didn't seem uh, was appropriate.
0: Yeah. How... She...
1: how How'd that go for you, Bill? How'd, yeah. how'd that work out? Yeah. Oh well, gosh. they were
0: like hottest couple ever, oh. I reckon. I love them.
1: Yeah, and apparently yeah. the rumour was that, because he, he uh, wrote a song for uh, Madonna. Yeah. And uh, she he, or he produced one of her songs. And um, the rumour is that they got together and that's why uh, Lenny and Lisa Damn. split up. Oh. Yeah. But uh, this song, he, he wrote it. Uh, intent, he, he knew it was going to be a hit but he didn't think he was the person to make it a hit because he hadn't had a hit yet. And so he tried to sell it to Smokey Robinson. That's what it feels like. It feels very
0: Motown, Temptations type. Even like, I would say Supremes, like with the kind of strings section. Like it sounds very, this is very up my alley. I love that Motown sound.
1: Yeah. Uh, But his uh, record label said, no, no, you've got to keep this for yourself. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, him just being this really sexy guy who can sing like this and going, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't think oh, I'm good it's... enough, guys. Yeah, that's
0: like me, man. I can relate yeah. to that stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, uh, I do. he has one of the, my favourite photos ever, which is him wearing that giant, giant scarf. It's oh, like, I scar- love oh, it's that so scarf.
2: So good. Yeah. Everything he does is so iconic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, the least iconic thing that he ever
0: did was be engaged to our Nicole Kidman. It's fallen to the history's
1: greatest secrets. Yeah, Yeah, it's so funny. Like I I do like uh, Zoe Kravitz and Nicole Kidman acting together. Mm -hmm. And then there was some interview that said, "Oh, had you two met before?" And she was like, "Yeah, he used to. Oh, she used to have sex with my dad. (laughs) Yeah, that was (laughs) my stepmom at like ten years ago." Alright, now, moving on Now this is an Australian, another Australian on the list uh, James Rain mm-hmm. Lead singer of Australian Crawl And uh, sometime actor And uh, this is his song couldn't, couldn't sound more Australian 90s If you try His song <laughs> Slave I'm going to play it uh, I'll, I'll get through uh, we'll, we'll go from here just to, just to the chorus Here we go
0: That guitar, very Aussie. Yeah. This uh, this could be like the theme song to Genie from Down Under. The yeah. film yes. version or something.
1: Yeah. All right. James Rain. I, look, I think James Rain would be a nice man. He just gives off yes. very nice. Every time I've seen him interviewed, he seems kind of funny. Uh, do you know the film he was in, Alexi? He was in no. a, quite a, a big one. He played Tina Turner's manager in the TV biopic, What's Love Got to Do With It? Oh, oh. what the heck? Yeah, I've
0: seen that movie. I had no idea he's yeah. in it.
1: Yeah. He was also, uh, he played himself in an underbelly spin uh called The Postcard Bandit, because apparently oh. this guy... Uh, I don't know... I can't remember the crime he committed. Mm. But he uh, shaved his head and then would send postcards uh, to the police to try and uh, catch him. But he went to a James Rain gig and um, kept on uh, heckling him to play uh, Reckless.
0: Yeah, I love Uh, Reckless. Yeah, it's
1: a great song. And then then James Rain called him a dickhead. And so... That would deep, happen like, to me I reckon. So James Rain James Rain played himself in the in the TV movie of it. It's like such a funny thing to go. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. Yeah. That's <laughs> so sick.
2: Yeah. I love it when like recording artists play themselves but from years ago. Yeah. But as their present obviously as the present day. Like when yeah. Billy Idol's in um Wedding Singer. Yeah, oh, love I loved it. Yeah.
1: I love that film and me I Me too. On the plane, I, I just flew back from Brisbane two days ago and I was thinking, oh, what can I watch on the plane? Before, so mm. I downloaded uh, Adam Sandler's 100% Fresh yes. Comedy Special, which he ends up by singing a, a version of uh, I Want to Grow Up With You. Yeah, Grow Old
0: If You, one of the most
1: beautiful songs. Beautiful songs. songs. So, one of the so songs that sweet. made me
2: want to play guitar, honestly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, re- I watched that film three times in the cinema in a week because <gasps> I was uh, on... And I just did a whole show about it. I was on a, uh, I was touring around with a dance company. Yeah. And we were all 16 and didn't know what to do at night. So we'd just go to the cinema and we went, oh, we like that movie. We'll go and watch it again. And then on the like one of the last days, me and my friend went again because we were like, oh, it's, it's really funny. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's
0: one of my favourite comedy films ever. I think it's so
1: good. But in his 100% Fresh, have you seen it, Jen?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it recently, but I saw it when it came out.
1: I yeah, so when it came out, I loved it. I saw it again. But I, I forgot that he does these little transitions bits where he's like, mm. Oh, Sandman, woo <laughs> <laughs> It's like so funny. Anyway, James Rain. Uh, yeah, like I said, this sound song sounds like if you were a dad in the nineties, a bit of me time yeah. listening to this.
0: Absolutely. Morning, getting up and getting the Sunday paper, doing your crosswords enjoying your life, having a sip of a nice, maybe sleepy time tea
1: because it's Sunday, you can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Now, another Aussie and just iconic, iconic musician in Australia. We're talking Diesel. Yeah, We're talking Johnny Diesel and the Injectors and we're talking Mark Lazotte, which is his real name. I'm going to play this, uh, but we're going to have probably... The best bit of the song. Uh, well, let's go past the massive guitar bit and uh, here we go. I love a bit of white boy 90s rapping. It's the best. Wait, that's rap? Well, it's not singing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's he saying? Pound me with your what?
1: Pound me with your love junk. The song is called Love Junk. Oh, my Lord. So it's like Spinal Tap style music. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Diesel, so he goes by many names. Okay, so Mm. this is his first release as Diesel from the album Hep Fidelity, which I've been looking at this for so long. I do not know what it is it's a pun on so high fidelity infidelity but hep what is hep hep like hep h-e-p h-e-p like the like hepatitis c
2: is it like meant to be like like a hep cat like someone who's
1: cool maybe it is but wouldn't you be i don't know hip it's yeah fidelity is more like high fidelity. fidelity yeah this anyway. is
0: a mystery. Like, I, I yeah. can't think of anything that's hep that's not hepatitis.
1: Ooh, a mystery. Alexi, are you going to do <laughs> yeah. Finding Diesel? God, you soon. know what? I actually don't
0: think it's worth it. <laughs>
1: so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> This song sounds like um, Aerosmith and Run DMC... Yeah. Someone just heard it was like, I'm going to do that solo style. <laughs> I, think, I think
1: that's exactly what it is, Alexi. Mm. Uh, now, uh, Diesel is from uh, Perth. He's Perth. He's a Perth musician. League. Now, he, Johnny Diesel and the Injectors was his band before this. But uh, I always assumed that he was the Johnny Diesel in that. And so did everyone else. But the bass player's name is John D- Dazel. Oh. And. He apparently they got their name because he was uh, he and his partner were pregnant again. I don't know how many kids they had. And someone said, "Oh, look, it's, it's little Johnny Diesel and the and his little injectors." As in, like oh. he keeps he keeps getting people pregnant. Yeah. And then Hectic. as a joke, because they they were a band but didn't have a name, but they were playing like as a house band at a pub, and so the person who owned the pub said, "Hey, we're gonna you're getting people coming just for you. So do you have a name so I can advertise it?" And as a joke, uh Diesel said, "All right." Call us Johnny Diesel and the Injectors, and he said it just stuck. Wow! Like, yeah,
0: it just stuck, and then it disappeared to be yeah. just one <laughs> word.
1: <laughs> Diesel. Also, uh, he's uh, he and um, uh, Jimmy Barnes are married to, into the same family. Their their wives are sisters. I think. Oh, Wow! And Diesel played uh, with uh, Jimmy Barnes like was his support act for many many times. Uh, yeah, I'm, but, uh, I yeah.
0: imagine that's how they all met.
1: Probably, yeah. But here's the thing. I, I say I'm only at to bag out one song. I would bag at this one, but there's a one coming up later that I, right. yeah. I, so. I would say
0: as far as we are in the album of me listening to this B-side, this is the this is the like little run where I'm like, oh, this ain't me. This is not yeah. my area. There's a few yeah. in a row that I'm like, this is not my stuff. Starting
2: off so strong mm. with um, Crystal, uh, Crystal Waters. Waters yeah. And then like getting to this point where it's like, wow. Yeah. Well, this is. 90s was, radio
1: was such a drudge. <laughs> on, on the compilation, this is song 14 of 18. So it's kind of where you can slip in something like this. Yeah. Yes. People are already either. Skipping forward or they're comfortable enough, it's on in the background, they mm-hmm. yeah, it's on. Mm-hmm. But this next song, I might even say my favourite song on the entire album. Ooh. Wow. This Josh, is...
0: I might disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, this is
1: Mark Cohen's Walking in Memphis. Now, so can I say I'll stop it there? I will go forward. Mark Cohen uh, said that this is completely autobiographical wow. when he wrote this. And you I Listen to it and then I read him that, and so I went back to listen to it. I'm like, Yeah, you're just talking about what you did. Like, you just, yeah, Yeah. I I took a plane, I got off the plane, I've got a book in my pocket. It's like, Yeah, yeah. the rage
2: ruined his suede shoes as well. That's brutal. Yeah, Yeah. but he
1: was saying he was uh, 26, no, 27, 28, I think, and uh, his music career was going nowhere. And the people he looked up to, like James Taylor, had already had a hit at 18. jackson brown had written these days when he was 17 and he looked at all these songs and he's like i don't love any of these songs none of these songs would be anyone's favorite song and he was like i just need to do something to get out of my head so he booked a trip to memphis where Mm. elvis you
0: know uh guy sebastian style yeah go to memphis make an album all right so we'll go to one junior never knew followed him up And I watched him walk right
1: through.: All right, so that's, he's talking about the ghost of Elvis. He's saying it was completely autobiographical, but he's saying he saw the ghost of Elvis not pay to get into Graceland. That's a
0: Oh, so that's real.
1: He saw ac- it.: a- According to Mark Cullen, oh he saw God. Elvis Presley like sneak into, sneak into Graceland.: Good Lord, I heard I he haunts feet the, feet the toilets field. over there.) <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, honestly, it'd be more remarkable if The Ghosts of Elvis did pay it again to Grace. I know.
1: would that be yeah. cool? Yeah, no, I'll pay. i will going get Priscilla a coin. You know
2: what? Yeah. No, you guys
1: do a good job. But he wrote this in 85. It wasn't released until 91. Six years. Six years sitting on it because, you know, he was a musician trying to, trying to yeah. get by. But this is only, I think he's only big hit. Like, he's mm. been t- touring off the back of this for 32 years. Yeah. And then did years. you see, yeah.
2: like, SNL did Walking in Staten? Yeah, I was like, "This is so funny!" Like, no one's thinking about this song, and then <laughs> hey,
1: I think about it because it was used in the best X Files episode, the postmodern Prometheus. Yeah, and great it was episode. About a, 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 it's a standalone episode. If you don't watch the X Files at all, you can just watch this one episode. It's in season five about a monster called the Great Mutato. Yeah. I love mutado. Does- I love mutado. Sounds
2: like a slur. <laughs> <laughs> <It>
1: absolutely does. <laughs> but oh, I love because I didn't really like the X Files uh, mm. when it was on, and then my uh, flatmate at the time was obsessed with it, and he said you obsessed should watch with this mutado. one. Yeah. <laughs> i saying it, dude. We <laughs> gotta watch, watch the watch mutato episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, have you seen mutato? Yeah, I got the I got the
1: app.
2: <laughs>
0: I can say it, I saw yeah. the app. I'm allowed <laughs> to say it, dude. I grew up half <laughs> mutato.
1: <laughs> it's very funny. At the the end the end of the episode he just goes around Memphis in the back of a Cadillac to this, dancing to this song. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's so so good. That show's meant to be all like, oh, this is like creepy and spooky, but no, nah, it's funny. Very funny. Uh, so you don't like this song? Don't like this song, Alexi? It's just too... too I don't want to sound misandrist, but I don't
0: like um, male ballads, and this feels like the uh-huh. kind of... There's like, there's a slowness to it that I'm just like, oh, I get stuck getting, not yeah. anxious, but I'm like, let's get something going. Elvis was sh- wiggling his hips all the time. Mm. Or, you know, I like Elvis's ballads. Um, but, you know, there's, to me, there's not enough Elvis in this to be a Only- true honouring of the ghost that doesn't pay.
2: Yeah. Only a man would take this much time to talk about going on a
1: holiday. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I think... we're seeing the slideshow going very yeah. slow Ooh. on this one. Oh, I think you got the go vocals, a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> I think the vocals sound like Francis and the Lights. Do you know Francis and the Lights? Yeah, no. he
2: does all the music for the Kardashian show.
1: Yeah, and um, <laughs> like <laughs> Kanye loves him. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll play some of it. So... um <laughs> Don't you think they sound similar? Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. And like kind of a uh, Paul Simony as well. Yeah. Of that very like big studio production. Peter Gabriel
0: of...
1: perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Sounds very Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins-ish. Yeah. Mm. All right. Genesis, okay. if you will. <laughs> Hiring for your
0: small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Here we are Moving on. Now, this was... You guys are too young to remember this, but this was... Many a slow dance was Mm. performed to this song. This is by the funk metal band. What the funk metal band? They are extreme. And this is from their album, Porno Graffiti. And this is the the song, More Than Words. What the hell?
2: (laughs) I love this song. This gets a fucking spin at every... Maldi family event. Yep I've ever been to.
1: This is a good one. If you're learning to play guitar, this yeah, is a good one because it's like it's... you can have a little bit of a break between every strum and hit the thing.
2: Yeah, sounds beautiful on a nylon string.
1: <laughs> but yeah, this band are a metal band. I'm losing I didn't my know mind. That. Yeah, and what and are this... you talking about? And the album's called Porno Graffiti Porno Porno Graffiti (laughs) See, that one I didn't have to look too much into (laughs) Yeah, I Um, can't
0: believe This is like the
1: most soft, bald, like Little sweetie of a song And this I'll play another song there It's called Wholehearted Um, Oh my god Oh man That's uh, I'll play This one's called Get the Funk Out What the frick?
2: Absolutely nasty bass line.
0: There's no way. These aren't even in the
1: same freaking galaxy. So
2: Imagine if you were a mum and you heard that more than exactly. work song and you got that album for Christmas. You were like, What
1: <laughs> Well, what used to happen, uh, Jed, was people loved that song. It was so popular, and they would go to the extreme gigs and they'd have to sit through an hour and a half of funk metal oh and that end with this song. And mm. true fans of the band, because there are a lot of fans of the band who don't like this song more than words because they're like, it's not what the band's about. And you'd go to gigs, and half, the, like more than half the room would just be bored and not wanting to hear the funk metal mm. and just be screaming out for more than words. Mm. And then they'd finally play it and then they'd just leave.
2: Yeah. I yeah. just have such strong associations with it of being in like Wanganui, mid 90s. Yep. in my like cousin's basement, just watching them all sing beautiful harmonies to it, and then me trying to join in, and they're like, no, <laughs> 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 no, you don't need to. <laughs>
1: but as, as a, Can you imagine having this song, which is like nothing else? Would you – because they didn't try and write any more ballads really after that. They were mm-hmm. like, no, that's our one kind of ballad. We, we like this kind of music. We just have that song. But I yeah. find that most uh, metal – because I grew up around a lot of metalheads – very, very good musicians that's the one mm. thing about being a metal musician. You have mm. to be very, very good, lots yeah. and lots of practice, and so they can play this style of stuff very well they're all they're all lovely singers as well.
2: Mm.
1: not all of them, but yeah, the ones yeah. I grew up around with would, <laughs> would love to sing so yeah, it's so weird, like I guess they
0: felt this song and they had to make it, but then it 's at odds with the rest of their career. I wonder, yeah, do they play this at gigs anymore? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they did a... Do you know how, like, the nostalgia tools are very, very popular? Yeah. So, uh, Extreme and Mr. Big um, performed. Do you know Mr. Big? Yeah, Chris North
0: from Second <laughs> City. Yeah.
1: He's cancelled, uh, unfortunately. Died on a Peloton. <laughs> yeah. I'll play a Mr. Big uh, song for you. Like, they've got a song called uh, I'm the One Who Wants to Be With You. You'd know that one. Like this. <laughs> Here we go.
2: Oh, I know. I already know
1: this one. Broken song. heart can't be
2: that bad when
1: it's you never heard this song, Alexi? I
0: don't think I've ever heard this.
1: Oh.
2: Wait until the chorus kicks in. I feel like you would have heard
0: it. Come on over. Let me be the one to show you. Oh, yes. So, yeah. i heard this part, yes.
1: So they went on tour, Mr. Big and Extreme. And so Mr. Big opened closed with that and then uh, Extreme would come out and do uh, More Than Words. And wow. it was, would have just been... Like absolute
2: panty dropper. Of <laughs> the floor wet with mums.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it would have been, look, I, I'd go to that. That's, that's good. All right. Now second last song, the penultimate <gasps> song. Now this is from an artist called Kathy Dennis. Now I do not remember this song at all. Uh, it's called touch me all night long. Like it's the theme of uh, being horny all through this album. Here we mm. go. Kathy Dennis. Speaking of before like Melissa kind of like it's montage music. Yeah. This is straight out of AbFab
0: like Yes. Absolutely. You got Adina and Patsy going shopping.
1: So this song, uh, apparently was a massive club smash in the UK.
0: Mm, So very very UK. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, so Kathy Dennis, do you know anything about Kathy Dennis? No. Isn't she a songwriter? She is a songwriter. And so her first song that she wrote for someone else, uh, not her, was the B-side to the Spice Girls wannabe. It was called Bumper to Bumper. Mm. And so no one remembers that song, but... Back in the day when you used to buy uh, CD singles, you still get paid. Like yeah. your yeah. song's on there, so she, like, wannabe was such a huge hit, mm. and it was they hadn't had the so album out. So songs, yeah. If you wanted to buy it, you had to just buy the single. You couldn't just go buy the album, and so she would have been rolling in it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, she, then she went on to write. Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. Huge. Oh, did she write uh, Toxic? She wrote Toxic That's by Britney. That's how uh, I know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she also wrote, which is her biggest hit. I'm surprised this is the biggest hit out of all the songs. I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Oh, wow. Yeah, that oh, okay. sold more than Can't Get You Out of My Head and Toxic. That's crazy to me because those are yeah. two
0: songs I would consider like genuinely iconic, like yeah. songs I listen to almost every day. Yeah, And then, you know, I would never listen to any Katy Perry song for any time of my life, basically. Yeah. Like, really? No, I'm not really a fan except for when I'm watching MasterChef Australia. Have, have you seen
2: <laughs> Have you seen one of the greatest music documentaries of all time, Part of Me, The Katy Perry Story?
0: Um, no. no, I've seen clips though because okay, I know I mean, that it gets into divorcee area, right?
2: When I say, and I don't mean this in an ironic way, I know this is not the podcast, <laughs> this is our movie podcast, but um, <laughs> watch it. It's one of the best music documentaries ever yeah, yeah. made, ever made because it's like this post one thing of like you think it's going to be this fluffy little MTV documentary, mm. and then it gets so fucking dark and yep. it's
1: amazing. Wow. Anyway. Is that it as good Bieber, as the, uh,
0: Morgan Spurlock dog doc is
1: kind of like that too, I would say. Yeah. yeah is yeah, it yeah. as good as the Bros documentary? Have you seen that one? No, On what's the that? brothers Bros? Oh, it's amazing. So, do you know Bros?
2: No, not at all.
1: Early 90s or maybe even late 80s UK twin brothers and it's just they were the original Jedward. Oh, oh wow. wow. And the documentary was filmed like 3 or 4 years ago and it's just it's It's so funny, like, mm. and they're not trying to be funny, but it is hilarious I oh, hi- highly wow. recommend, highly recommend uh so kathy Dennis uh doing stuff like this in the late eighties, early nineties, and then uh Brit pop came along and she uh, was very much involved in that scene and released a Brit pop album after this in like ninety six that actually did all right, like an Enemy and Q and uh, Melody maker all were like, no, this is actually really good, like and mm. especially. Britpop. If you go back through it, was the most uh, cock-heavy music genre there's ever been. Like, yeah. there was Elastica, Sleeper, and then nothing else. Mm. <laughs> wow! All right, we're the last song. Now I've kept my. I, I haven't. I haven't bagged out any songs yet.
0: Oh this my one, lord, Josh! This one
1: could be the worst song ever. <laughs> In existence I hate this song More than any other song In the world It is The Grease Megamix By Drunk <laughs> Walter And Olivia Newton-John Yes! That's enough. Okay, that Josh, is... I think it's
0: actually very generous of you to call it a song.
1: It well, <laughs> it's just a mix. Of, like it's off the back of Jive Bunny in the Mega Mix. I don't know if you mm. uh, remember those albums, which were, f- as a kid, fun albums. It was, mm. it, it was perfect for those who didn't have very high attention spans. It was just like, all right, here's twenty songs in three minutes with a bossanova beat behind them. Mm. Uh, it was fun. And this song, look, the song, fine. Okay, actually. I don't mind, but it's Mm. it's all the memories of every every single school social wedding I've ever been to. This gets played, and I was like, "This sucks." Okay, and this was released in ninety one. I don't know why Greece. What? Why would Greece be out in ninety one?
0: I think um, Greece has always been popular. That's the thing. Yes. Like yeah. It's always been popular, especially in Australia because it's got Olivia Newton-John. So there's an Australian connection to it. It's just a movie that has had a very strong, continued legacy. Um, I love it. I, I think it's one. It's like one of my favorite musicals. And the reason I don't like this mega mix is two reasons. One is that it doesn't use any of the songs I like from Grease in the Megamix. Yeah. Like, it's not my favourite songs, but I guess, you know, no one wants to have, like, you know, a school disco to the song where Stocker Channing sings about herself being, like, slut-shamed her whole life and stuff. It's not really a bop. And Beauty School Dropout, not really a bop, but for this kind of what they're trying to do. And two, it doesn't muck around with the songs enough. It's just, like, Mm. yeah. Yeah. The bits that we heard just then, they're kind of interesting because it's like, oh yeah, we're mixing the lyrics to one song with the sound of another, but then immediately just goes, okay, we're just going to play you three songs from Greece, um, yep. in succession to each other for three minutes.
2: I think the most egregious part of it is just the beginning where it's just, lightning! It's just like, it's so... Yeah, I don't know. And then also absolutely... Like Josh, just every single event. I think yeah. up until I mercifully, I think it's dropped off from yes, yeah. In yes. the
0: last five years,
2: now ten years? be more
0: people will play just summer Lovin', You know, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I just remember like I'm always like a fan of the irony DJ set, mm. but I and I feel like the last time I heard this ad thing was probably my year twelve formal.
1: Yeah, the three songs at every school dance I ever went to was this. The bus stop. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Are you ready to do the bus stop? It had, had a mm-hmm. dance move that you had, and the nut bush. Yeah. And I used yep. to hate the nut bush. And then I listened to it as a song on its own without doing the dumb dance moves that only Australians do. Yes. Mm. It's a good song. It's a, it's good a really song. good song that we ruined by making kids in primary school learn a dance to it and just do it over and over and over again. Yeah, we never
0: did it in my to... school, by the way. Like my school, oh. we just never had it. And there's been times where it's like it plays, and it was like, "Come on, do an upwash!" I'm like, "No, I don't I don't know this dance."
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying the music as it was intended. Yeah. Yeah. We did the
0: Macarena in my school. Excuse me, okay? Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. Mediterranean That's... school. That's the music that we
1: were listening to. <laughs> and now the we're real grits lightning, to <laughs> blinding lights. Um, so. All right, at the end of this whole thing, what's favorite song from from side B? Oh,
0: it's for me it's um it's a tie between Lenny Kravitz and Crystal Waters.
1: Okay, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I
0: love both of those, but maybe I'll give Crystal Waters the edge.
1: All right. I'm going with uh Walking in Memphis, but that's mainly cuz I just it makes me laugh every time I hear it. Mm. Without walking in <laughs> Memphis. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm going with well I'm going to go with Lenny Kravitz then just because right. I love how horny it makes mums yeah, moms. yeah so we love those mums getting I love to see mums swoon and also I think of the two, like ones that still stand up today it's Crystal Waters and Lenny Kravitz right yeah
0: Yeah. and, I of, think uh, so. and
2: obviously Grace yes. Lightning
0: <laughs> yes of course yeah. I actually forgot to say when I was like you know doing the prep for this podcast Josh sent me the playlist I'm walking around not Memphis around my neighbourhoods <laughs> Um, and I was listening to the Grease Mega Mix one. And because I love Grease so much, I'm singing a little bit along, you know? There's a little bit in me of it's like, I got chills and then multiply. And I'm like singing a little bit along. And who should I bump into but one of the coolest comedians in Sydney, John Cruikshank? And I think he heard me singing along to Grease <laughs> as if I'm walking
1: around just listening to like musicals all day.
0: That's so
2: funny.
1: Uh, thank you so much. So, uh, You both have podcasts You do one together We've got a podcast
0: Yes
2: It's a pod, honey It's called Lived Lived It Lived (laughs) It I had to think about it for a second It's called Lived It
0: Yeah Lived It And basically uh, Alexi, what do we do? We are basically What do we do? Let me pick that up again (laughs) Yeah, let me do do
2: that again Sorry
0: yeah, we, it's called Live it. What we do is we talk to everyday Aussies and Kiwis that have interesting life stories that are similar and relate to... You know, the TV shows and movies that everyone's talking about that are coming up on Netflix. Um, So we've had some really great episodes. We got to talk to this lady who grew up as an ASIO spy because her parents were spies. So she was like a little Harriet the Spy, a child spy during the Cold War era in Queensland.
2: Went on a holiday with the Petrovs to Queensland. Wow. Um, we've talked to, who else we talked to? We also talked to like people from actually from the Netflix shows. Yeah. So like if you are a selling Sunset fan, we talked to Mary. Um, yeah, we talked
0: to Michael Theo from Love on the Spectrum. That episode will be coming out next week. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So yeah, Great. give it a listen. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, uh, thanks everyone who's been downloading this. If you want to help out the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give it five stars, and on Spotify, give it five stars. It helps with the ranking. We were number one last week. Oh, hey, yes. Number one in the charts. You Woo-woo. love to see it. Tate that, Malcolm Gladwell and Rick yes. Rubin. Yes. Eat yeah. shit. Uh, next week, we're doing uh, volume two, and here's just a little teaser, oh, some of my the names. Gosh. Oh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Oh. Damn. Tony Childs. Oops. I don't know them. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, I, you would know them. If I can you do an impression it. of her. Okay. I got to go now. That's how she sings. Oh, that yeah, It's lot. really wait,
2: wait, good. It's Tony Charles. And I was like, yeah, that's,
1: yes, that's her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also a little band called Salt and Pepper. It's going to be very, very good, everyone. Ooh. So make sure you tune in. Hey, uh, also uh, thanks everyone who came up to the Brisbane shows that I did uh, on the weekend. It was lots of fun. It was great. Nice to see you all. Anyway, that's all from us. Take care. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.